WIP Morning Show on Labor Day, so the regular crew is off. Rob Cherry with Tom, Tim Ke- with uh, Tom. Tom, we have Tom <laughs> Kelly here. Tim <laughs> Kelly is coming I'm on sorry. now uh, I from totally Philly Station. Up. Tim Kelly, a former producer at WIP, now writes for also writes for our website and writes as the editorial director for uh, Phillies Nation after a disastrous Phillies loss yesterday. Tim, are you still in or out or what? I still think they're going to be a playoff team, but yes, yeah, certainly when you have collapse in September a few years in a row, starting off September the way that they have is uh, suboptimal to say the least. Well, how concerned do you think? People should beat him when you look at what happened this week and how much of this do you think is long-term concerns and how much of this is just a bad week that happens throughout the course of a baseball season? You know, I think it's probably a bad week that happens throughout the course of the baseball season. The problem is you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you've played how you've played in September over the last few years. So I think you kind of uh, looked the other way after the Arizona series. The fact that you went into San Francisco and played that bad, though, over the weekend, uh, people are rightfully concerned given how you've played uh, in the final few weeks the last couple seasons. Why do you think they've played so poorly since Bryce Harper came back? Probably just a coincidence, to be honest with you, and the fact that the, the pitching has been uh, injured and uh, you have guys like Ranger Suarez that seemingly are hitting a bit of a wall right now, but you've had Sir Anthony Dominguez out, you've had Zach Eflin out, or yeah, you've had Zach Eflin, you've had Zach Wheeler out, and uh, Aaron Nola struggled in his first start in September as well. So uh, you're not in a great position pitching-wise. I don't think it, it really has that much to do with Bryce Harper. Yeah, Tim, and you look at the bullpen injury specifically. I mean, they're the ones that really, you know, are standing out to me right now. You lose Knebel for the year. He'd started to pitch really well. Sir Anthony Dominguez has been out. How big of an effect do you think that's had on Rob Thompson and the fact that he just doesn't have a ton of guys he can trust back there? I would say a lot because you you put David Robertson back out there for a second inning yesterday, which certainly isn't something you would have done if you had your full complement of relievers. Now, I I probably still would have started uh, the the second inning that uh, Robertson ended up pitching yesterday with Jose Alvarado, but uh, I do believe they're trying to save him to potentially have should they have gone to extra innings. So I understand where they went, and they weren't that far from getting out of that frame. So, uh, yeah, without a doubt, I think the fact that you've lost some of those guys has certainly impacted some decisions from Rob Thompson. Yeah, but do not losing teams make excuses when they when you know when it's, the bullpen is is shorthand. It's like, well, that's an excuse. The Braves had issues last year. They they didn't they they overcame. Good teams overcome stuff like that. Yeah, and the Phillies have done that for most of the season. I I think that's kind of been the difference in this season compared to the last few. You lost Gene Segura for an extended amount of time. You lost Bryce Harper for an extended amount of time, and the the show just went on. The fact that you've hit a little bit of a wall here certainly is concerning given that it's the final month, but you've overcome a lot of things this season, which I guess would be the silver lining in making you think that this is just kind of a blip on the radar as opposed to the beginning of the end. I contend that tomorrow night's start with Nola is the most important start of anybody, including Nola, this season. You believe that that how important a start this is because of the way he pitched last time and because of the way the team's been playing? Yeah, he's had a, a, certainly a weird last few starts going from a complete game shutout. Uh, three or four starts ago, he went toe-to-toe with DeGrom. But, yeah, given the history, he certainly has some demons to exercise in September and 
the Phillies have seemingly moved past the issues they've had with the Marlins the last few years. But given where they're at after this West Coast trip, if they lose game one to the Marlins and Aaron Nola was on the mound, it doesn't pitch well. I think there's going to be a lot of people that need to be talked off the ledge. Tim Kelly joining us now, editorial director of Phillies Nation, also writes for us here at Odyssey Sports. And, Tim, you mentioned Ranger Suarez earlier on. This is now three starts where he just seems to hit a wall uh, in the middle of his outing. I mean, how concerning has this been for the Phillies? And and do you think at some point maybe they do, you know, skip a turn in the rotation? I know they don't have a ton of uh, other options, but how concerned should they be about Ranger right now? Well, yeah, that, that's the problem. They, they don't have a ton of other options with Zach Wheeler now, with the fact that he's been without Zach Eflin for an extended period of time. Noah Syndergaard to this point has been okay at best. So I don't know that you have the luxury of doing that, but what maybe you can do when, as you start to get some of these guys back healthy is you piggyback him and have him pitch three or four innings, whatever the case may be. Last year, between him pitching in the bullpen uh, and the starting rotation. I think he pitched like 106 innings. This year he's at 126. So, yeah, obviously it's his job, and you want to think that you've built yourself up for September, but clearly he seems gassed. So uh, the idea of being able to skip a start certainly makes sense, and if not that, then maybe having a few turns through the rotation where he only goes three or four innings because – Coming into that fourth inning yesterday, he was pitching very well, and he, he just seemed to hit a wall. Why is it that baseball decided that when they expand rosters this year, it's only going to be to 28 when in years past it was as many as 40, I guess? I guess you could call it the Gabe Kapler rule because uh, three or four years ago you had the Phillies using like all 40 of the guys on the roster, and it's, it definitely did slow the game down. and. I don't know if it was a great product, but if you have that many guys on the roster, and certainly the Phillies could stand to have a, a few more arms available right now, you're going to use them. So I, I think that that was the thinking, and that is that teams, they viewed it as uh, we're, we're abusing it or using it to the fullest extent, which maybe didn't create a great on-field product. Why are they so obsessed with time? I mean, baseball is – the charm about baseball is you don't know when the game's going to end. Now, you, don't, you don't want it to last forever, but this rule about – you know, they still have the rule in the, in the 10th inning about a runner on second. It's like, that's not baseball. I like the runner on second rule. I think it's created uh, kind of a sense of urgency in the, in the 10th inning and beyond. So, uh, I think that that's been a positive addition. But in general, yeah, Yeah, but right. as, as a writer, you probably like the fact that you don't have to, you don't have to stay – more than 10 or 11 innings, you, you don't have to stay all night. Well, there, yeah, there is some truth. To that. Yeah, the flip side of it is that it's almost impossible to write a game story when both teams are going to get to start the inning with a runner on second. You're basically waiting until the conclusion of the game. But uh, I, I just like the sense of urgency. I didn't like 13, 14 inning games, even as a fan. I think at a certain point you've had X number of innings to get it right. Now we're going to expedite the process. Tim, I wanted to get uh, an update on Zach Wheeler. Uh, obviously, the Phillies were hopeful that he would start in this series against the Marlins. Now it seems still experiencing some discomfort. Uh, what's your best guess on may when maybe they could get Wheeler back in the rotation? Well, we had one of our writers, Nathan Ackerman, in San Francisco this weekend, and there wasn't an update as of yesterday. So what you heard on Friday, essentially, that uh, – just everything was pushed back a few days. He's still feeling some soreness. They still expect him to return 
that that pretty much is the latest update right now. Uh, certainly when you have someone that's a veteran of Tommy John and had a giant innings increase last year, the forearm is a concerning thing to be having issues with. But to this point, the Phillies have insisted that they don't believe that this is a long-term issue that's going to cost them the rest of the season and uh, maybe even lead to an off-season procedure. So uh, until that changes, I guess you, you just have to trust them to a degree. I, I heard them say, I, I was yesterday on the broadcast on, the, on their post-game show, that uh, Eflin is going to be pitching off the mound or, or doing some pitching this week. Uh, is it possible that he actually is available as a starter or at least for long relief at some point before the end of the month? I think you would be looking at him in long relief, so potentially he becomes an option, whether it's with Suarez or with Noah Syndergaard, to kind of be a guy that you say, all right, the starter's going to go four, max five innings today, and then if you're in a good situation where either you're winning or the game's still a, a winnable game, you bring in Zach Eflin for an inning or two. There's not enough time for him to build up, I don't believe, to pitch five or six innings. But if all goes well health-wise, which uh, unfortunately for Zach Eflin it hasn't often done, uh, he could be a weapon down the stretch, no doubt. And one more interesting thing, Tim, that I saw from the minor leagues. It uh, looks like the Reading Phillies used Griff McGarry out of the bullpen this weekend. Uh, any possibility he could be an option down the stretch here with how shorthanded they are? I don't believe that he is eligible to be on the postseason roster because okay. he isn't wasn't on by September 1st. I, I tend to think that they're trying to limit his innings by doing that, but it also kind of gives them a glimpse into another possibility for Griff McGarry, uh, given that he's had some control problems as a starter, but has absolutely nasty stuff. So more likely than anything is that that's uh, kind of just something to monitor for next season. But th there's no question. Mick Abel and Andrew Painter both pitched well over the weekend in Reading. The Phillies maybe don't have a deep farm system yet, but in terms of having some impact guys at the top of the system, you're, you are starting to see things turn the corner a little bit. When's the earliest we may see Mick Abel, Painter, McGarry, guys like that? Uh, I, Dave Dombrowski all but said they're going to be at spring training next year. So I, I think it's pretty unlikely you'd see any of them on the opening day roster next year. But if – Andrew Painter is pitching in the major leagues by Memorial Day. It wouldn't shock me. Dave Dombrowski has a history of bringing up young arms. He did it with Josh Beckett in what was then called what was then the Florida Marlins, and he did it with Justin Verlander with the De Detroit Tigers. So, uh, if Andrew Painter continues to pitch the way he has, I think he'll be an option. And if they can figure out Griff McGarry's control, the stuff is nasty. So, uh, I think at the very least, those two are in play next year. And uh, we'll see with Mick Abel. Uh, is Bailey Falter in play for a spot in the rotation next year? He's pitched great in August, obviously. Yeah, Kyle Gibson can become a free agent. You have uh, Noah Syndergaard can become a free agent. So I I'd say uh, he isn't in play necessarily to be someone that starts 33 games next year. But it is entirely possible he opens the season as like your number five starter while you're biding your time for when you think Painter or someone else is ready to come up. All right, Tim Kelly from Phillies Nation. Tim, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right.